Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast uh, again. So Josh here, and we also have Carl. Carl, but uh, somebody extra special today. This is this is really exciting. We have a third mic today. Third mic today. It's amazing. And everybody, I want you to meet Jeray. Jeray, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited to have you. <laughs> This is going to be great. This, so this is a first. We've never had three people on the podcast, have we? Uh, we've never had three. This people. is a, this is this is pretty. This great. is monumentous. I'm excited to be here. Monumentous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Well, so this past weekend, uh, I I got to preach and uh, I talked about. We're in this the middle of this series, the that changed my mind, and that's really the prayer that we want for the people in our church is that God would change our mind, mm-hmm. and we talked about loving God with our minds and um yeah just the reason i wanted to have you on is because you had you have a bit of a story i have a bit of a story and so would you would you mind sharing that with us your story yeah um okay so it was over a year ago um i basically thought i was depressed um i started well i was becoming unhappy with my life i was becoming bitter against the church not against God it wasn't I wasn't questioning um my belief in God or my faith um I just like was genuinely unhappy I'd wake up in the morning and I was fine I felt fresh in my Mm -hmm. mind um and then by the end of the day by like eight o'clock at night I was in I had created such a mental hell in my head Mm. and like I couldn't dig myself out of it and I thought am I just like, am I depressed? There's been so much talk of um, emotions and feelings and depression and mental health that I was like, I don't know, do I need an antidepressant? I was anxious. Um, Yeah, so I was talking with a close friend of mine and just kind of sharing with her about what I'd been going through and her um, background is in psychology. And she said, hey, have you tried cognitive behavior therapy? And I had no idea what that was. And she was like, honestly, like, I don't know where you're at, but from the sounds of it, it just sounds like what you're thinking is making you depressed. And she's like, please don't be mad at me for saying this. But (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, thank you for being honest with me. And I wasn't wasn't feeling like I couldn't go on, that I wasn't having um, suicidal thoughts or, you know, I could go... I could be in a really bad headspace and then I have to go to something and I could actually just snap out of it and go to that next thing and be totally happy again. I wasn't putting on a front pretending I wasn't, but then I'd go back home and it was like, Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay. So, but I mean like, cause I, I talked about CBT on the weekend and Mm -hmm. how it, it helped me. Yes. And really I was showing like, well, that's conventional psychology. But like the scriptures are even like Marvin's big point, uh, big, the launch off scripture is watch the way that you think Mm because your thoughts, they shape your life. And so how did, how did walking through CBT help you kind of redirect your thoughts so that you could start thinking differently? Mm -hmm. So initially when I was in my funk, I would just pray, God, help me, help me get through this, help me, you know, change my thoughts. But, um, what I realized was that I wasn't being, I didn't know exactly what I was thinking. Right. Hmm. I didn't know the distortions that I was thinking. I was kind of aware of some of them. So when I started learning what different distortions, like distortions is faulty thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where that's what like opened my eyes and now the Holy Spirit is helping me take these thoughts captive 
so that they don't right. even like turn into that emotion. And it's a hard process, but it's very doable. Because it's not just, oh, I'm thinking something bad. I'm going to capture the bad thought. I mean, you're going deeper than that. You're So you have a list of... Uh, of stuff there. Well, I can tell you like some yeah. of the things that would send me into a head spin. <laughs> um, yeah, if I yeah. have a bigger house, I'll be happier. Our house will be more functional, therefore right. our kids will thrive. Okay. Everyone else has a bigger house than we do. That's faulty thinking. Like right. my happiness isn't going to come from the size of my house. Right. Right. We aren't my size of my house I'm not going to become happier through yeah. that. Um yeah, by the end of the night, I would tell myself we basically lived in a shoebox. Oh, you guys have been to my house. My house <laughs> is a in a shoebox, no. right? But just mm. like that spiral, it just goes deeper and down, down, down. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, we are bad with money. We waste all our money. Right. Mm. Like there's a lot of always or like. Yeah. So yeah. that's all or nothing thinking. Right. I was thinking in black and white. Interesting. Yeah. So. Should we go through some of them? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, we should go through some <laughs> sure. of them. I, I think we should, because I think this is the way a lot of people think, right? Like, if if the stats are true, you have fifty to 70,000 thoughts that you're thinking a day, 80% of them are negative. I mean, we've both said. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to sometimes get out of that, the funk in your head. Uh, now, whether it is, you know, situational or chemical or whatever, like, right. I, think, I think there's space to talk about that because i mean on the outside when we look at your your life with harley and your kids like i think people would just automatically be like they have the perfect life <laughs> yeah right yeah well, for sure and i mean i think the interesting thing too is is the stuff that we're talking about is really relatable i know we've we've in in the past weeks we've talked about you know i have a friend who is has severe bipolar and i mean there's like heavy heavy you know heavy stuff but i think it's really interesting to hear some of the things that i think probably a lot of people relate to. some yeah. people don't relate to bipolar or you know, he has a dissociative disorder too. It's like, I think it's good to hear this stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, let's jump into some let's of the, the ways that, that you okay. dealt with it. Okay, yeah. And so actually back to what you were saying about the like 70,000 thoughts and then 70 to 80% of them are negative. Apparently 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. So and it's okay. like we're telling ourselves the same that. story yeah. over, and over, over and over again. again. Yeah, right. I believe it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so there's all or nothing thinking. You look at things in absolute and black and white categories. Everyone gets to go on a winter holiday except me. Oh, yeah. I can relate to that. I can relate to that one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Everyone is renovating their dream home. Mm, but right. like the truth is like, well, I've been watching a lot of TV and everyone on HGTV <laughs> is renovating right. their dream home. How right. about everyone in my circle of right. influence, right? right? Yeah. And the people that are in my circle that are doing it are going into debt doing it. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So overgeneralization, you view a negative event as a never ending pattern of defeat. Hmm. Okay. So you go on a few dates, they don't go well. I will never find anyone to marry me. No oh, one man. will ever love me. I am doomed. I might as well just quit and give up Dre, right now. Dre speak at all the single people right wow. now. It was amazing. It's good. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mental filter. You only dwell on the negatives. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you were finding yourself in, in that space. Mm -hmm. And so how did that affect, like, as if, it, if thoughts do shape your life, like the scriptures determine, like, how was that shaping your life? 
Like, was it a sh- was it affecting your marriage? Was it affecting your relationship with your kids? Like, yeah, it was really affecting um, my relationship with Harley, my husband, because. I'd kind of just be expecting him to like fix it for me right. and I would dump on him and he he's he's so patient and gracious and shows empathy to me but it was like straining him because he was like I can't help you climb out of this like I can try and like sit down and show you um right. help you walk through this but like you have to want to do this on your own yeah mm-hmm. And were, were you noticing patterns in your kids at all? Like Yeah, because they um, they feed off of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when they see that I'm anxious, I'm upset, it affects the whole mood of the family. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, the other one that a lot of people do is um, mind reading. What do, okay. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you're walking through church and you're kind of like passing by your friend who you're ready to have a conversation with and they just walk right by you. Right. And they don't acknowledge you and your instant emotion could be like, they're mad at me. Oh, they're ignoring me. They hate me. They don't want to talk. They hate me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of start going into this tailspin um, and then not even checking it out. Right. Like. Well, because when I was looking at all this stuff for a CBT, what I was finding was it it was literally like you, our minds are are really great storytellers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not telling us the true story of it, hmm. right? Like yeah. I I think I think humans are great at fabricating things in their head and are not good at being direct about stuff. So I, I think that's so, that's so helpful about CBT is that. It is, it is getting to the point, like get to the point of it, like mm-hmm. perspective around it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've done that. I've walked yeah. by people and I thought that they were <laughs> angry at me when they just, you know, had yeah. a bad lunch or something. Like if I'm at a place now, like if you walk by me at church afterwards and you don't like acknowledge me, I'm just like, yeah, he's busy. He's working. I know we're friends. I'm going to see him at yeah, small yeah, group yeah. tonight. Mm. I like, what do I know to be true about Josh? He would never just brush me off intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there is something that I've done to offend him, guess what? I'm going to ask him about it. I'm going right. to say, hey, Josh, the story I'm telling myself is that you might be mad at me because I might have said this and this. Can you clarify? But what a powerful phrase you just used. The story I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. Like, does that resonate with you? Because it resonates with me. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think even, I think last week I talked about, for me, I am in this past year been, yeah, there's a story that I'm trying to fight my way out of. And uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I maybe I should, we should do some of this too, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you this list. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Right after that. Here you go. (laughs) Um, But again, I think the interesting thing is, is that it, I mean, again, we don't have to wait until, you know, until we're on the brink of the edge of, you know, despair, whatever, or we're ready to to end it all or or be diagnosed as as something. Um, And I think it's just really healthy to to review those kind of thought patterns and and think that stuff through. Mm -hmm. So what's another one? What's another one? Emotional reasoning. You feel it, therefore it must be true. Mm. <laughs> well, that, that fits oh right boy. into my personality, too. So, emotion. Emotions drive. You're such an artist. Well, it's the... Yeah, anyway. Well, I, but I, I, I think there's an aspect of that that's true. Like, yeah. if, you, if you do 
you know, depend on your emotional state to fabricate, to create, to do all those things. Yeah. Lots of times there is a dependency on it that's different than somebody who's looking at facts and figures and just trying to be very logical about stuff, right? right. Like, yeah. So I think like it's taking personalities in, in into account as well. For but sure. but uh, but yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, emotions. Emotions are big. Feelings test aren't them. facts. No, we need to test them. We need to take them captive and we need to replace them with truth. What is true here? So what was that journey like? Because emotions are so are such a huge part of the human experience. So when you were having emotions, like let's say your house, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, it's, it's a shoebox. Like, how did you how did you walk yourself back from that emotionally? Uh, you know, because it's, it's one thing to say, oh, it's all cognitive, but like your emotions are, they're strong, yeah. mm -hmm. especially when you feel that, right? Yeah. So when I'm feeling in a neutral state, which I am right now, it's really easy to talk myself out of it. It's really easy to right. see clear. But when you've gone into this spiral or I've mm -hmm. dug myself my hole and mm -hmm. I'm at the bottom of it trying to climb out, it's really hard. So kind of um, based on like the CBT, um, if you take a piece of paper and make draw two lines and yeah. create three columns you state the distortion or you to state um your self-criticism or like what you're upset about yeah then you name it what am i doing here name the distortion and that's what i found helpful okay i'm doing all or nothing thinking right now right um i'm overgeneralizing. i'm discounting the positives about my house um wow. and i'm magnifying something that isn't true right so it's like my house is a shoebox so i'll I find for myself coming back with evidence is really easy and like truth. My house isn't a shoebox. I just had like 26 people in my house last weekend Absolutely. just on the main floor, <laughs> right? right? My house is not yeah. the biggest house, but it's also not the smallest house, right? Um, if I want a bigger house, well, guess what? We're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Right. So then where's that money coming from? Yeah. Right? Or that'll impact some other part of your life. Exactly. So yeah. do I really, so just to have like, with having kids ideally having a boot room would be so great yeah right, right? so like okay so i want to spend an extra 500 dollars a month so that we have a boot room it's so if i do and that's okay that's fine but i don't we don't right. want to spend sure. that so then i need to nip that in the bud sure right and that what god has given me is enough and we can make it work and get creative yeah so so how do you have those conversations now with people that are having those those things those perspectives because like I would assume, like I know I know when when guys get together, lots of times we're not talking about a boot room. It's true. So I guarantee it. Right. Yeah. So so it's a bit different. Yeah. Um. And you know I think like sometimes people like so like a friendship with Carl, for example, as as a guy, it's it is a bit different than just the generalized thing. Whereas um, whereas I think with your circles of people, especially when it comes to mums and people that are going through all this stuff that are having a difficult time in life like how how do you how do you help those people through now after you've gone through this yourself um just being able to kind of share what i've gone through yeah just kind of mm -hmm. telling and telling them that and just saying um just really try to like name like put evidence towards what you are thinking Right. what your thought is um like say you're not getting a raise this year you could automatically think well i'm a sucky employee right 
and that might not be the case. So let's look at the evidence. Okay, how was the business done this year? The economy was down. Yeah. So that's an, a factor, yeah, absolutely. right? Um, maybe you're not getting a raise this year, but what has the feedback from your boss been the last few weeks? Have mm. you been getting good feedback? Mm -hmm. That's not a reflection based on whether you're getting a raise now. Right. Mm. <sighs> that's hard. That's really hard. Because like I, I always say we're, we're the... Uh, we're the center of our own stories, mm -hmm. That's true. right? We're the center of our own world. So it's, so it's kind of, so it's difficult to think outside of yourself and to think about the perspective. That's why I, what, what I think so powerful about cognitive behavioral therapy is you're required then to think through like, well, how, how is the other person's perspective coming into this? Like, what is realism here? Not what's just, mm -hmm. you know, is it, it's not just all about me. It could be that this other person is going through a hard time. It could be that the company's not making enough money. It could be like, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a slash towards me necessarily. And mm -hmm. I think people getting out of that pattern of thinking is quite hard because we are the center of our own worlds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm curious then, how how has this impacted your faith? Obviously, we're talking really yeah. practical stuff. Um, and again, we've we've sort of confronted some, you know, some people will say we don't need therapy because the Bible is all we need. Jesus Jesus is my my drug. I don't need that. Um, I'm high off the most high. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard that one? That's, I haven't, but that's I've heard so weird. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard Jesus is my drug. I don't need. I don't need happy pills. Jesus is my drug, or whatever. Uh, and so, I mean, the interesting thing is, is that I. I mean, again, there's some uh, some real parallels between scripture and and the things that yeah. we talk about here. But I'd be curious to know how it's affected your faith and how those things are intertwined. In the past, when I have gone through lows, I have been told by many wise and loving people that it is just a spiritual battle mm -hmm. and that I need to pray. Right. And that, um, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, sure. But kind of just like what I said prior, okay, say um, I'm in a great church service, the worship is great, mm -hmm. um, really feel the presence of God, the sermon's good, and um, I'm praying God be with me over my week, be with me in this mess, yada, 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 walk out of the service and go right back into faulty thinking patterns. Yeah. Yeah. My kids never listen to me, anything, yeah. sure. just yeah. right back to it. I'm like, I'm responsible for those thoughts. How is like, I'm just hindering it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So being aware of it has really helped. And, and has, do you feel like you're closer to God now that you've walked through this process? Yes, hmm. absolutely. And, and in what ways, like what? How's it, how's it enhanced your relationship with God? Right. And an additional question. Yeah. Um, it's not if or, you know, eh, what's the word? It's not um, either or yeah, with, yeah. with this, right? It's not as though you're choosing therapy over your faith or over God. I'm, 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 it's complementing it. Okay. I That's find good. that science and psychology um, is actually confirming faith more and more. Like, look exactly what it says in Proverbs. Proverbs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it plays out. Um, I think of like the Venn diagram of like mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. and kind of like in the middle of that that one spot there. And I think sometimes as Christians, and I've I've heard a speaker say this before that we can be um, spiritually alive but emotionally immature. Yes. Hmm. And I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean you have to be it. 
it's hard to come out and say that publicly that you know I I feel like spiritually I am a mature Christian but yeah. emotionally I was in the dumps yeah right mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think, like, even on Sunday, like, the, the, tie, the tie point is really, you know, loving God with your mind is proven by the actions of your life. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's exactly true. I think there are a lot of people that, that are spiritually alive in Christ. They're, they're growing. But emotionally, they haven't matured. Mm-hmm. And there's so many parts of their lives where they haven't actually um, integrated faith portions into it it's just kind of they've kept it their faith separate from those areas of their lives Mm -hmm. and uh so i mean the fact that you were confronted with it and that you were willing to change it i mean how difficult was that yeah it was hard at first it was really hard but it gets easier because um essentially you are like rewiring your brain Mm. these new this new thought pattern and it's um there's like actually like a christian neuroscience that you know will confirm that mm. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so so yeah. then if I'm curious, so now you've done this, I don't know, do you continue to go? Is it a, or have you done it? Is it, is it, you know, now you're, now you're healed or how do you, oh, how do you? Oh no, yeah, it's still, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yesterday when you guys, when Josh had kind of said he was planning on filming it, um, yeah. that fear crept in. Right. Yeah, sure, and I, yes. I messaged Josh being like, I'm awkward, and I might wreck it if you video this today, <laughs> right? But that was my distortion. <laughs> no, yes, I was fortune telling, saying awkward. like I'm gonna wreck it, right? And I'm awkward. It's like I'm not awkward. Maybe I'm quirky and unique, but yes. right, uh, like boom, right there. And I caught it, and I messaged, and I'm like, ha ha, cognitive distortion, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Good. Yeah, yeah. But okay. but that's real life. Like that is stuff that we all go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So like. When it comes to the mind, like, it, yes, we know it's a, like, I think most people know that it's a battlefield up here. Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's a war that needs to be won. But the hows sometimes are so hard to see, like, actual progression. Right. So when you started to now, you are seeing a progression in the way that you're thinking. In oh, the yeah, I can yeah. even, like, start, I ask the Holy Spirit, like, that's what I pray now. God, please show me, like, my distorted thinking. Please reveal yeah. that to me and help your Holy Spirit just hmm. to take that thought captive and like do something with it get rid of it so when there are like certain maybe triggers yeah i become aware of it immediately and i just like snap replace it with something else because um i guess that thought and emotion connection can happen in like a millisecond right which is true or which i've heard to be true and how's it changed your relationships in life because my, my thing is like Life is not that complicated. Like people love to make it more complicated than it is, but really it's about like your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. Mm -hmm. Like everything else in the middle um, can really be cared for depending on the way things, you know, the the way you you perceive those two things. Your relationship with God's gonna outflow into your relationship with others, but also like your finances, the way you treat like, your marriage, all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your relationships with people are so vital and important too. So when it comes to uh, th- this, so you've explained ha- kind of how it's changed your relationship with God mm-hmm. or it's enhanced it. How's it enhanced your relationship with your husband and your kids, like the most important relationships in your life? There's just a lot more peace in our house, just even between Harley and I now. And 
he he notices he's like oh you're just a different person wow. he's so relieved wow. and my kids seem um you know when i'm at peace they're more at peace and actually yeah. i'm okay so um I'm actually trying to get my kids to start thinking logically and reasonably yeah. so that um, if I notice, it's it's easier to notice other people's of patterns course, yes, of distortion than your own. Yeah, so I'm trying to get my kids to get on board with this too. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and how are they responding to it? Um, well, they're learning. Um, <laughs> like we were at a restaurant last week and my son um, just blurt out this is the worst restaurant ever i've ever <laughs> oh been to goodness. and i'm like oh, no. looking at him and I'm like, like okay is this really the worst restaurant you've ever been to or are you feeling frustrated that you dropped your chopsticks on the floor and he was like mm, I'm frustrated my chopsticks are on the floor right right okay yeah so how do you get another pair of chopsticks well i asked i asked the waiter okay and then it was solved right like just this isn't the worst restaurant you've ever been to. Right. You're just mad in this moment about something that happened. Right. And just trying to like, so that was like all or nothing thinking at this yeah. point. Wow. I, like, I actually, as crazy as it sounds, like, I think, I think this is like revolutionary for a lot of people. Like the more folks I talk about when it comes to cognitive behavioral therapy, like the, and they explain what it is. They're like, what? Like, it's, it's it seems so logical. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people don't actually work through that stuff in their heads. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's amazing too how, like, how many times it puffs up in a day too when you realize yeah. the things that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen those parallels before, but you see so mm -hmm. many more parallels. Yeah. Um, and again, even in those little situations, and again, I think I've already mentioned this before, but again, as an encouragement to people, it doesn't have to be huge 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 things to deal with this stuff and mm -hmm. and and i think that you know when you're in a place you don't even realize how your these thoughts have impacted you until you get back out to mm -hmm. some degree right so um you know again even if you can do that to some degree it's going to it's going to it's going to improve your life no matter where you are right yeah. so mm -hmm. i mean i think it was really interesting and so i think fi the final thing i really want to talk about is just community like mm. for the two of you like when you are thinking that way what role does your faith community have in that? Like the people that are closest to you that are followers of Jesus as well, that can help you kind of come out of the pit. Like, is there, is that even possible for them to help you? Is there, it, are there people in your lives that do that for you? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. For me, definitely. I mean, and I haven't had the, I mean, again, I'm, I, sh I should do this officially, but for me, um, yeah, I process internally. Like, yeah. yeah, and, I, and that, that psych, I do that thing. It just goes deeper and deeper and around and yeah, around yeah. and around. It seems like, and you know, in the middle of the night, it's the worst. And all of the things that um, that I know that I do and that I'm prone to. I don't know. We, we've even had, Josh, you and I have had conversations where, you know, again, I've doubted God's providence. Yeah. And, you know, you've like, you've said, well, has he ever let you down yet? Has he ever not provided? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well... That's a lot, like, I know that answer, but yeah. to have someone actually say yeah. it is, is huge. So, and I mean, that's the thing where I think through this, through this process, you learn to do that 
internally and and i think that's that's hugely valuable but Mm -hmm. you know the more people that know where how to deal with those kind of thoughts i think i mean the more you can surround yourself with those people the better yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. that's great and for you like community how important that is is it to your mental health to your perspectives yeah so like the where i am in life right now the wellspring has been that place for me um our tables, we have um, a table leader, which is kind of like a mentor mom who are a few seasons ahead of us. Hmm. And so, you know, the times where I'm feeling like I'm a bad mom because I lashed out at my children and yelled at them. Um, And then just with the other moms at our table, we can all like talk about it and encourage each other and pray about it. And then also get like wisdom and insight from someone who's been there already. It has just been like, it's been such a lifesaver for me. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And are the conversations you feel like are like genuine, like that you can actually get to stuff? Like I lashed out my kids today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Even after the first week, like the feedback we get, we just get right into it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause it's great. Cause <laughs> I think sometimes good. people have an idea of church where like yeah. everyone's there with smiles and nobody screams at their kids and like, you know, uh, you know, and, and we have this perception of what, mm-hmm. what church people are like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for you, you're finding life at a table with a bunch of moms that are being honest about their struggles when they're they're parenting, which I think is amazing and can it really help your head kind of shift into positive spaces. We've had um, a childcare volunteer once said that she noticed that the moms would come in and drop off their kids and they're all like, oh, you know, this was hard getting here. (laughs) And then by the time they come to pick up their kids, they have like, just like this a change right? a change yeah. they're happier they seem lighter wow. they're smiling That's oh awesome. hi and wow. so that was like a huge encouragement yeah. to hear that That's that great. even um the people serving there can, can see, see that the change That's in the huge. mom yeah that's huge because i think it gives people hope mm-hmm. and hope is one of the biggest things that we can we can deal in is hope you know not only getting high on the most high. The most high. But we can be hope dealers. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, getting real. Let's put that on a bumper sticker. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we can make it. Uh, so last encouragement. Last encouragement that you have for people that are listening. How would you encourage them to love God with their minds in this regard? To actually take things captive and do something about Um, My biggest encouragement is, you know what? Just even start by Googling... Um, the cognitive distortions. Look it over, yeah. start seeing in your life where you might be having faulty thinking, yeah. what that is. Um, bring it to God, ask him to show mm. you, to give you resources, put people in your life to help you. Um, if you need, if you, I've talked to therapists before, I love it, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I just need to go once just to get clarity on yeah. something that like I'm not able to figure out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if, you know what, if you feel the Holy Spirit, Jesus um, challenge, challenging you in your thoughts to change it and do it, and it's That's worth good. it. It's worth it. That's good. And we'll put those cognitive distortions online on the Podbean site. We can actually put a link to some of those, so I'll find them and put them on Perfect. so that people can check them out. But, uh, Jure, thanks so much for taking the time to be with yeah. us. You're today. welcome. Thank you for having we me. appreciate it. It was a good conversation. Have a great week, everybody.